Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, September 6, 2022. The weather today will be a high of 21 degrees in Edmonton. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us live. If you're not live, then what are you? Dead. You got you to join in live. That's where all the fun is. Uh, we had another record on uh, a Friday. What was that? We hit another record, all-time high for listeners live. Um, so, yeah, if you want to join into the show live, what you need to do is uh, download an app called Podbean and search up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show, and we go live every morning at 6 a.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Friday, except for yesterday, because yesterday was a holiday. No holidays. Yeah, that's that's our one thing, is that we get an extra day of sleep. Um, we don't sleep that 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 long, though. I mean... What do you mean? Like, I don't think that we slept in yesterday. Oh. Six, uh, yeah, yesterday 20. we did. No. It's like 7. Okay. But um, the previous days we had big sleep-ins, like 8.30. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did too. Yeah, like really major, like most we've ever slept in. <laughs> well, now I'm a confirmed liar. <laughs> uh, most weekends we don't sleep in that late. No, I, I, can't, I don't normally don't. sleep past... 637 yeah yeah um but anywho uh yeah you got to join in live okay guys uh <laughs> i think that's what i was talking about um because you can join in on the chat there's a chat on the uh, on the app where you can say hello to everybody everybody's saying good morning right now saying hello and then as, as well there's also a call-in button you can hit the call-in button ask any questions about real estate investing that you want for free every morning is your free real estate investing coaching resource free mm -hmm. coaching did I say free coaching? A few times, yeah. So who's going to take advantage of it today? Call in now. But first, a word <laughs> from our sponsors. If you are listening to this podcast and you currently invest in Southwest Ontario or Alberta, you need to get on the DCI Properties Buyers List, like now. These wow. guys have wicked deals for flippers and buy and hold investors. They know their numbers and they are really easy to work with. In speaking with their owner, their goal is to help investors get into properties that make them money. That's it, plain and simple. Don't wait, get on their list and start accessing these amazing deals today. Just go to www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta Buyers to access their off-market Alberta properties and www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers for their Ontario properties. It's just that easy. And the CEO of uh, DCA Properties, Ryan uh, DeLaurentis, <laughs> got it this time, Ryan DeLaurentis, uh, is going to be a guest on the show tomorrow morning. Nice. Yeah, not 100% sure what we're going to be talking about, but I promise you it will be valuable. Um, so yes, join us tomorrow morning on Wednesday. It doesn't feel like tomorrow's going to be Wednesday because yeah. today's Tuesday, which is playing tricks on me right now. <laughs> uh, yes. Super and, cool. Uh, other upcoming events, uh, September 18th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Yep. I have my dates correct yep. and my time. You do. Uh, September 18th between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. in Edmonton, there is an, a fix and flip investor meetup. Um, if you are a real estate investor in the Edmonton area and you want to go check out a fix and flip or you just want to meet with other real estate investors and just say hello, um, be there. Okay? Yeah, that's in, uh, in Edmonton in the... Twaddle Place uh, community of Millwoods. South Millwoods, yeah. Yep. And uh, you can register for free by going to um, our free real estate, our real estate investing masters Facebook page. And the Eventbrite is posted to the top there of that page. That is how you register. That's how you register. And I see that Mr. Como posted a new Lake Bonavista flip meetup. September 24th. Is that it? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> we'll tell you about it another time. Yeah. Jared, if you're awake, 
um, let everybody know. But uh, we're pretty much like alternating every other week. Yeah. Um, which is a little much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, normally, we, we like to do our Edmonton meetups uh, every, once a month, but it just seems to be lining up this way. Um, but yeah, uh, Calgary uh, REI Masters meetup is going to be, well, you uh, uh, gosh, I'll look it up. <laughs> they can look it up. They're capable. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up. You're the one that brought it up. September 24th. September 24th, and the time is 2.30 to 5.30. So it's Saturday, September 24th, 2.30 to 5.30 at the Lake Bonavista Flip meetup in Calgary. Nice. Uh, what I was going to mention was that um, I was speaking with Adam Marsh of Event Crashers in Edmonton, and he is going to be providing a bounty castle for our Tweddle um, meetup. On, on the 18th. On the 18th. So if you got kids and you're looking for something to do that Sunday and you want to you wanna network and, 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 you know, with other real estate investors, but you're like, ah, oh, that, that darn pesky, greasy kids. And I can't get a sitter. We'll just bring them and throw them in the bouncy castle and we'll have someone at the door tending to them so that they don't get out. <laughs> and you can go and network for three hours pretty awesome i can't confirm all that i can't confirm that someone will prevent them from coming <laughs> but you Our know bouncy castle is going to bring all the kids to the yard yes yes absolutely so um thank you to adam for that we'll get some more details about uh, event crashers in the next couple days here but um yeah make it a little more fun for the kids um for the most part the kids do have a lot of fun yes they do uh, at our meetups we try and make it kid friendly because I know that most of the real estate investors that um, that frequent our circles uh, are parents. Yes. Right? Late 20s, early 30s, I'd say, would be the majority of, uh, of investors in our circles. Um, most of, We've talked about this a million times. Most of the people that realize, oh, shit, I don't got a plan. Oh, <laughs> shit, how am I supposed to retire? Oh, shit, how am I paying for college? And they watch some free webinar about real estate investing. Sound about right? Yeah. Do you have any idea, Gabby, how many times I go to these these meetups? And you, you don't necessarily make it to every single one. And I don't know if you have these same conversations when you do. But every single time I go to these meetups, they're like, hey, you were talking about that story that one morning about like <laughs> how I get up every morning and I brush my teeth and I hop in the car and I drive to work and I come home and the kids are screaming and stuff you have any idea how accurate that is for my life? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the whole fucking point. <laughs> we're, we get it. <laughs> we get it. it Cause it's the same for everyone. And <laughs> just, just the people that come up to me, like, dude, like that morning, it was almost like you were telling my life story. <laughs> how I, I graduated high school and I talked to the guidance counselor and they're like, go do this. And I'm like, okay, sure. I'll do this. Or I talked to my brother and my brother's like, just come work, work for me for a couple of weeks as a plumber. And, uh, and then tell you, you know, tell you to go back to school or something along those lines. And then, you know, I just stayed in it and then I got my first year and then the money was really good. And then it was like, it was too hard to get out of it. So I just stayed in it. And next thing you know, I'm making 45 bucks an hour. I was so happy, but then I've been in it for 10 years yeah. and nothing's changed. And I'm tired and my back's starting to get sore and I don't know how to get out of it. And it's too late for me to go back to school because I, I knocked up my girlfriend and she's got three kids now. And well, she's my wife now, but she was my girlfriend at the time. And I just can't get out of it. And I just feel like I'm trapped. And there's no way for me to go back to school because I want to be a graphic designer. <laughs> Did I hit anyone today? <laughs> that was pretty specific. <laughs> I just want to see, just want to see, I got to, I got to. You got a vault of different situations. I'm pretty sure I've got an audience, this member that I, or a listener that I just, that I just hit. I can't wait for the next meetup when they said that, Hey, I'm that plumber who wants to go back to school and be a graphic designer. <laughs> Those three greasy kids though. Always oh, getting in the way. It's very, it's all very relatable because we all have pretty much the same story. Yeah. Whether we went to school or we didn't go to school, we feel trapped. Right. 
this cycle of life. Easy, Elton John. <laughs> Was that circle of life or cycle of life? Circle of life. Circle. Circle. I don't think I ever watched The Lion King in full. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I'm I've not a liar. It. Even though you confirmed me as one earlier, I am not a liar. I watched it like at least 20 times. I don't the year know. it came out. <laughs> I just, you know what, you know, I, um, I watched, uh, I watched, uh, Mufasa fall. Um, then I always see the part And then where, you cried and you're like, this is bullshit. No. Left. Okay. Probably left cry. Come <laughs> back. Simba is, is, is doing his little, his little jig. And then he goes from small Simba to big Simba. Yeah. Doing during the whole, yeah. and then, then his voice changes and then he goes, it means no worries. <laughs> so you've seen the whole movie. No, just those two parts. And then, then the hyenas. That's that's all I've seen. Nothing in between. We digress. <laughs> no, we we kill time. <laughs> because the comment section is extremely dull this morning. Everybody's tired, as are we. It's like the, the Tuesday slap in the face after a long weekend. After you've slept in all weekend and then stayed up too late because you slept in and then you get into that cycle and then the morning comes when you need to actually get up at your normal time and you haven't slept enough mm -hmm. and you're tired and the coffee tastes really good, but it hasn't hit yet. It's, it's, it's really tasty this morning. I've already drank half. I don't know if you saw me during, yeah. through that whole Lion King routine that I just I chugged half of it. My stomach is burning. <laughs> uh, what's everybody want to talk about today? Hmm. Oh, let's. Okay, if we don't have anything, there is yet. a there is a question is in there? the chat. Yeah. What do we got? Uh, Cody Kelly. Where's Cody? It's quite a ways up. Oh. So, or he dropped it in early on. Um. Okay. Um, Cody says, can you go over the numbers for a suited property? Do those properties usually have the highest cash flow? Mm. Do you want to use Edmonton numbers? Well, those are the numbers we know. <laughs> those are the numbers you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> because Edmonton cash flow numbers are better than Calgary's. Just because of the Calgary's prices are higher. Prices are higher and rents aren't that much different. Um, which interest rate would you like to use today? Current. I don't even know where it's at. Five? About to go up again. Let's go five. Uh, the, the answer to your, the first part of your question is, or second, uh, yes, they typically have the highest cash flow. <clears throat> no, the, the purchase price is higher, which means the mortgage amount is higher, which means the expenses are higher. However, the rent is higher as well. So it's relative, but um, second would be single family homes, but you've got to get single family homes like pretty cheap, like on the purchase price side um, in order for it to make sense. Uh, so, which is not very common these days, but if you can find some of those pockets in like Northeast Edmonton, Southeast Edmonton, like the zero lot learning houses. I found those ones to be little gems. Um, not your, your, your 1400 or 1300 square foot cookie cutter houses in like Summerside or, or wherever, like your newer ones. But I'm talking about like your 1980s zero lot line houses. They're like less than 1100 square feet. Um, if you can find those close to like the low 300s, those properties typically do pretty well um, because they, they rent for 17, 1800 bucks a month. Um, anything over that, just the mortgage payments are too high and it doesn't work anymore. So I like those ones. Um, but if you're looking at a suited property, um, you know, you can hear me clicking, right? I got my, my, my mortgage calculator and my, uh, I'm seeing, I just quickly pulled up a, a posted rate right now. Five year fixed, uh, 5.34. Yeah. <laughs> I put 5%. And Ryan also put in the comments here, uh, what about a suited duplex? Is that higher cash flow? 
half or both sides? Uh, all. It's all relative. Yeah. Um, see, when I look at <clears throat> um, one half of a suite of duplex is the exact same as a suite of property. Or for anyone else who's not in Alberta, uh, one half of a duplex that has a basement suite um, it's relative, like it's all, all you just do is multiply it by two because the numbers for one half of the property is equal to, you know, a single family house with a, with a basement suite. But sometimes you can get a, a half duplex for less than you could get a single family house to suite, right? Fake news. They're the same price now. It's ridiculous. Hmm. It's ridiculous. Unless, okay, that's, there's, there's more to that question. There's more to that answer, but, um, Unless you're talking about like older bungalow style ones. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Most people that are looking at these properties are looking at like the two stories. Oh, no. I'm talking about With the tiny little one bedroom basement suites? Yeah. Okay. But anyways, um, if you're wondering, should I get a, a side-by-side duplex with basement suites? It's the exact same numbers as a half duplex, like have one side of it. One side of it is the exact same numbers as, as buying a house with a basement suite. So just multiply it by two. The numbers are exactly the same. The purchase prices are the same um, for half duplex and a, and a single family. Um, both of the basement suites, the rents are the same. It's all, it's all just multiplied by two. Anyways, um, on average, these properties, if you're lucky, you can get them for about $450,000 in Edmonton. So your mortgage is $360,000 if you put 20% down. In fact, if you want better cash flow, put more money down. Going to give that one a second to sink in. This is all mathematics, everyone. If you want better cash flow, you need either higher rents or lower expenses. Mm-hmm. So you need, and in, in Edmonton and Calgary, the rents are pretty much the same across the board wherever you are in the city, unless you're in like, unless you're in a butthole side of the city. Yeah. Rents are pretty much the same across the city. And they're pretty much the same across Edmonton and Calgary. They haven't changed too, too much. Um, So with that being said, what you need is either a lower purchase price, because that would mean a lower mortgage payment, or put more money down, which will decrease the amount of mortgage, which will ultimately decrease your mortgage payment, which will lower your expenses, which will increase cash flow. Simple stuff, people. I say that because these that basic concept is not known by everyone. Mm-hmm. Mortgage payment on a three hundred sorry a four hundred fifty thousand dollar house with twenty percent down at five percent interest is one thousand nine hundred thirty two. Property taxes is between two fifty and three hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Which one? Two seventy five. 275, <laughs> Bob. Insurance on a property with a basement suite. 170. 175, Bob. <laughs> okay, let's just go with that for right now. 1932 plus 275. $1,382. Not including utilities. Okay. Anyone that says that I'm getting $3,500 a month or $3,200 a month in rent. They're including utilities. They're including utilities. They're trying to make their numbers look better. You know, funny story. Side note. Just hold on a second. Pause that. Those numbers for a second. I I saw a guy in a group yesterday say that um, he uh, has a property for sale in Edmonton um, that cash flows $2,582 $2,582 a month. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How's that work? I have no fucking idea. You didn't look at it? <laughs> he didn't provide details, but he was talking about residential property. He said his mortgage payment is only $1,000 a month. That's what I remember the details of. Mortgage payment, $1,000. It cash flows $2,582. Good for him. Do we have a bullshit bill? <laughs> okay, 
back to back to my notes. Expenses on this property are two thousand three hundred eighty-two dollars. Uh, market rent uh, would normally be about fourteen hundred dollars for the main floor, eleven hundred dollars for the basement. Um, again, not including utilities, and two hundred dollars for a garage, which totals twenty-seven hundred dollars. Okay. So what people normally do is they will collect utilities on these types of properties. Um, sorry, they will pay the utilities um, out of their pocket, which these days normally equate to five fifty. Five fifty, okay. Um, utilities have gone up in the last few years, <clears throat> so you got to make sure that you pull more money aside. Um, if utilities are five fifty, then add that onto your expenses. Okay. What I would recommend is collecting um, a flat rate from your tenants. Um, a flat rate for main floor tenant and a flat rate for basement. I don't know what we changed our numbers to. I always I know the old numbers of three hundred and two hundred, but I don't know yeah, what they I'm are doing now. Yeah, three twenty five and two twenty five. Three. Oh, so there's there's no cash flow on, on utilities these days. No. Oh, we need to fix that. Yeah, well, we need to we need to get rents up and utilities up. It's a interesting game Epidemic. right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, normally, what would happen is utilities would average anywhere from four hundred to four hundred and fifty dollars a month. Um, and then we would collect 300 and 200. So yeah. we would get a little bit of cash flow in the utilities and that's not necessarily cash flow in our pockets. It just covers us in the events that, um, utilities randomly go up. We got to make sure that we have enough, um, mm -hmm. set aside to cover us for that. But right now it's break even. Okay. So total monthly rent that we're collecting is $3,250. So that's the $2,700 from before plus the five fifty. That we're collecting from the tenants for the utility portion. And then the total expenses is $2,932. Okay. Now we also need to set aside money for reserve and we also need to set aside money for vacancy. Sorry, repairs and maintenance and vacancy. So $3,250. Actually, we Twenty-seven hundred times. Um, let's do eight percent for vacancy. Why another day? That's two hundred sixteen dollars a month. We set aside into the reserve for vacancy and repairs and maintenance depends on the property whether it's newly renovated and everything is brand new, like roof, windows, furnace. Or is it got some stuff that's aging? You need to determine what percentage you do for your property because that's based off of the how much life is left in the, the big ticket materials in your property. So let's use 2%, assuming that everything is brand new. And so you got to set aside $54 as well. So you're at $270. You're going to be setting aside as well. Meaning that today's 5% interest rate, not 5.34. If you take your 32.50 worth of uh, rent, subtract your 29.32 for expenses, subtract your 270 that goes towards your reserve. Today's cash flow is $48. Woohoo! Everyone's gonna be like, wait a second. Real estate's not that, that great right now. It's bullshit. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to... Ryan says, what about property management? <laughs> yeah, we didn't include property management. Um, interest rates went up, guys. Everybody's been playing in that 2.4% realm for for years now, a couple years. Yeah. And um, they thought that, you know, wow, it's amazing. $1,000 a month in cash flow. Yeah should be planning for normal interest rates. I was just admiring. Uh, I was uh, working on taxes on Saturday and I was uh, uploading uh, mortgage documents and I was admiring a 1.64 that we into two years ago. Oh, really? 
It's like, wow, that's pretty. Um, Actually, last year, sorry. I just changed uh, the interest rate back to 2.4 to see what the mortgage payment would be. Mm -hmm. And that changes our cash flow by $525. Yeah. Right? Suddenly we're back up to 600. Yeah. So, and that's not, that's not bad or anything. Like it's, that is the best cash flowing property right now. And no multifamily is not any better and no single family is not any better. Single family is probably negative right now. I can check that number in a second, but what we've been waiting for is rents to go up. Ultimately we need rents to go up to kind of, um, to, to, to make it make more sense. But it's just mathematics. So, you know, there's a couple things you can do. Um, if you don't like that, then put more money down. As I mentioned before, if you want this to be a successful business, don't get all fucking romantic and stubborn. Like, oh, it doesn't work. No, just put 25% down. You're still making a lot of money on that property. Yeah. But I want to go back to like what the point I was trying to make, sorry, is that if if the numbers don't work and it doesn't feel safe enough... Put more money down. That's it. I'm going to change these numbers again. 5%. We're going back to 5%. And this time for $450,000, I'm going to put 25% down. Lowers your payment by $120. Okay. Sorry, I just sent an email from my lawyer. It distracted me. <laughs> it's like, when's he going to start star- stop staring at his phone? <laughs> so that increases cash flow to 160? Yes. Now, my, it's my belief that interest rates should land at 4%. That's what I believe. That that's what the normal interest rate is going to be. So if you, if you, in a couple of years, once it normalizes to 4%, which is a normal interest rate, um, your mortgage payment would be 1611. Okay. I'm going to go back to these numbers again. Total expenses, $2,061 plus So if, if you're expecting to, you know, in a couple of years, you know, you're going to be up for renewal again and the interest rate is at 4%, mm-hmm. then based off of these numbers of $3,250 a month in uh, rent and $2,600 in expenses, $270 towards the reserve, cash flow should be around $369. Okay. And that's good. And. Do you guys see how easy it is to run the math over and over and over in different situations? More money down, different interest rate. Like you just need a good mortgage calculator and you could be running all these numbers by yourself very easily. Yeah. And change the situation. If you don't like the numbers, change, like Wayne just said, change how much you put down. Uh, Maybe instead of $450,000. Yeah, buy a lower, yeah. Try and find one for $400,000. And put twenty percent down, so you can change your mortgage amount to three hundred and twenty thousand. Your mortgage may be fifteen twenty-seven, which is going to lower lower your mortgage payment by about a hundred bucks again, which would bring you up to cash flow of about four sixty-nine, four seventy. Mm-hmm. See, I already I already did the math. Like I already did the math on on the expenses. Sorry, the, the rents. I already took the rent. I know that it's $1,400 for upstairs. I know that it's $1,100 for downstairs. I know it's $200 for garage. I know that I need to collect $550 a month for utilities. Right? So I've already got that written down. All I'm doing is just changing the, the down payment. I'm changing the interest rate. I'm changing the purchase price just to find a number that works for me. And this is what I did for years in the beginning. Years. I just sat with a mortgage calculator and I just went... What if I did this? Okay, that makes sense. I did this. Okay, all right. I'm 
not buying one bedroom apartment buildings. Let's move on to townhouses. <laughs> Interest rates go up to 5%. I am hooped. So let's look at single family homes. You just got to play around with the numbers. It's all math, right? Um, but I understand that a lot of people who are getting started, they don't really quite know where to start with the math. I want a calculator. Somebody please send me a cash flow calculator. It's right here. I just did it for you. Yeah. You are the cash flow calculator. You got one on your phone. You got one on your computer here. Right. Mortgage calculator right in front of me. As I'm looking at my mortgage calculator, I'm like, okay, if I run, if I buy a $400,000 property and I put 20% down, how much mortgage pay down will I have in the next 10 years? Let's see. $70,000. It's right here. It's very simple. And then what you do is you take your $70,000. Okay, over 10 years, $70,000 mortgage pay down. Uh, let's assume no appreciation because that's just the right way to do it. Um, let's assume uh, $300 a month. Oh, sorry, it's $470 a month in cash flow times 120 months is $56,000 in cash flow. And so my total profits is $126,000. And my original down payment was $80,000. ROI of 157%. Nice. It's a pretty decent return on your investment over 10 years. If you want an annualized interest um, divided by 10 years, which is 15.75% interest. Sorry, um, ROI. <laughs> Working on that coffee. Heart attack. 15.75% <laughs> ROI. Per year, annualized. It's pretty decent. You get that in a savings account? No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. So that is how you run the numbers. Uh, okay. Between all the likes and hearts, I got 97 new messages. Have you been keeping up on it? Yeah, I find that hard to believe because not much has been going on. Uh, I need to watch the hula scene and the Lion King. Oh, um, a, a lot of people were commenting on that um, post you saw about the 2583 um, cash flow. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Sheila or Shyla, do you know how she pronounces her name? No? Okay. Um, she said, I saw that property too. The 2583 is was just the rent on the property. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. doesn't know what cash flow means. And you know, you know what's funny? Okay. Maybe, maybe he's, um, maybe he just doesn't, doesn't know. But a lot of people fall for that shit for their first property. It's true. It's so true. they hop onto a podcast like this, or maybe I do a post online and um, I'm like, hey guys, you know, here's what the cash flow is. And they're like, no, 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 no. I saw a guy that said that I can get 2583. So instead of listening to me, the guy with the calculator, the guy with the logic, they go and then they just listen to only what the other guy says. And they go and buy that property without doing any further math or research or anything. And they buy that property. Yeah. And they never get any education on it. And then they just buy it and they're like, and then they don't realize it until maybe a couple months in because they don't know what the fuck's going on. Mm -hmm but they would prefer to listen to that person and buy that property without doing any further diligence because that person had a better answer. See, that's the better answer. You know, you know what I'm trying to get at the point I'm trying to make where like the landlords are in the landlord groups and they say, Hey, um, can I charge this to my tenant? And 90% of people say, no, it's here's it's right here in the residential tenancy act. You can't. And then one person says you can, like, well, that person says I can, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. They always try and go with the answer that they want as opposed to the one that's right. Yeah. Right. But anyways, this guy, yeah, clearly, as soon as he said 2583 in cash flow, uh, I know my math. I just showed you. I did that math for years. I tried every different purchase price, every type of investment property type from one bedroom apartments all the way up to multifamily. I've done the math. I know which is the best. 
I know what gets the best return. I know which is the lower, lowest risk. I did my research. I put my t- I put the time in. Now you got to put the time in. But I know for a fact that there is no property type in Edmonton that gives that kind of cash flow. Mm-hmm. That's why I call bullshit. Turns out, he says, it's twenty five eighty three of cash flow, and the mortgage payment is a thousand. Means that he must be collecting over four thousand dollars a month in rent. And what property will give a thousand dollar mortgage payment? So, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? What property with twenty percent down? It's a fun exercise. Let's figure it out. <laughs> Give a thousand dollar mortgage payment. Nothing. Found it. Property that has a mortgage of one hundred and ninety thousand dollars at five percent interest. Meaning Jeremy says two forty half duplex. Wait, two forty? This guy is saying that he has a two hundred and forty thousand dollar property that brings in over $4,000 a month in rent, right? That's like, I was just doing that basic math in my head. I never got to the actual, but I just saw that. And I'm like, bullshit. I know it's not right. There's no property in Edmonton that you can find for $240,000 that will give you, oh, the reason why I say $4,000 a month in rent is because you got to take 4,000. You got to subtract your $1,000 mortgage payments. Twenty-five, twenty-four eighty-three. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Twenty-five eighty-three, I think. I think that's what I said. Twenty-five eighty-three. It's four hundred and seventeen dollars. So twenty-five eighty-three is just cash flow, which leaves four hundred seventeen dollars for property taxes and insurance, right? Yeah, which is yeah about right. Yeah, so it needs to be minimum four thousand dollars a month in rent for a two hundred forty thousand dollar property. It just it, it doesn't exist, right? It would have to have it would have to be a room rental on a seven bedroom shitter in Alberta Ave. And how do you get seven bedrooms into a $240,000 house? Exactly. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. The math was not there. Right. Renting out tents in the backyard. What? And yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, that's why, um, that's why I knew it was BS, but, but yeah, the guy, the guy, sorry, this, the guy assumed that it was 2583 in rent. I don't, I don't know if maybe it came out in the post later, but, um, but she said that it was rent that was 2583. Yeah. Collecting rent of 2583. Which is actually really. Yeah, that's really on point with what we said for. Uh, earlier, I said what the, it was $2,700 a month in rent for a house with a basement suite. So yeah. it's probably, if I, to guess, and is probably an illegal property that has, sorry, it is, is a single family home that has an illegal basement suite. Yeah, because you won't you will not be able to find a property with a legal conforming yeah. basement suite um, in Edmonton for less than three hundred. Yeah, again, not unless it's got bullet holes in it. And my guess is also that he's probably owned it for a long time, not necessarily a long time, but for a while to yeah. have that thousand dollar payment. Yeah, like it's probably yeah, and a lower interest rate. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He didn't just buy it at five at twenty percent down with a five percent interest rate and have a thousand dollar payment. Yeah, that's 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 fair as well. That's what his mortgage payment is. Yeah, not what yours what will be if you buy it. Right. Yeah. Because once you finance it at today's rates, yeah, yeah. it's um. Anyways, I've kind of dragged yeah, that. That's on. what's out there. Dragged that out a little bit. Um. Well, you know, I saw a comment from Jeremy here. Uh, maybe this should go to Joey's cash flow class on Saturday to learn. Yeah, one of our REI masters, uh, mentees, 
is holding a webinar on Saturday, this Saturday, September 10th. Um, and he's going to be running through how to calculate cash flow. So if you guys want to, if this is something that interests you, or this is something that this is the first time you've been listening to something like this, I would highly recommend uh, looking up Joey Critch on um, Instagram and Facebook. Fa Facebook's probably the best place to find uh, the link for it. I don't have it handy. Um, he is, it is, he is here this morning though. So uh, maybe he'll put the link in the comments there, or just reach out to him and ask him um, for the details on that and uh, join in on that. It's uh, I'm looking forward to watching that. Nice. Anything else in the comments here? Lots of vibrant conversation. Like what? Some of which we should end speak of out loud. Do we need a moderator? <laughs> do we need someone like, do we need security in the chat? <laughs> no, it's just, there's talking about what kind of property would uh, collect that much in rent and... Oh, I think Carlos said a fourplex where you collect rent with a baseball bat. Yeah. 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 Drug dealers, uh, den numbers. <laughs> Anyways. All fairly accurate based off the numbers that uh, that guy was presenting. Yeah. I saw another um, episode of that Slumlord, uh, the, oh, what's that? That Slumlord that died, that got shot in his driveway. Uh, I can't remember his name. Are you looking it up, Wayne? Yeah. It was in Edmonton. Yeah, here it? in Edmonton, yeah. Uh, notorious slumlord in the inner city here in Edmonton. Abdullah Shah. Abdullah Shah. Was that just last year he was shot and killed? Uh, it may seem like... Um, just last year, but last it was year, a couple but... years ago. <laughs> Time stands still since, something since COVID. Happened, something happened uh, during uh, the pandemic. Where it was almost like Thanos did the snap <laughs> and we all disappeared for five years and came back. Um, anyways, another episode of that, they're doing like a podcast series on it. So another episode was um, was released on it. I haven't listened to them. I wonder, has anybody here? Yeah, Carmen Perez. All of his but properties that's... had private mortgages. Oh, this is this is when he was alive. Sorry. Yeah. I, oh, he, um, he died in March of this year. This year? Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's... Oh, that's a lot more recent than I thought. That's what the timestamp here says. Does it say what the podcast is called? It was on I think CBC, it was like Slum or something like that. Yeah, CBC I think it's CBC podcast, podcast yeah. Slum Town. Slum Town, okay. Anyways, if you've no. been wait, I don't know. <laughs> you you'll find it. Just like a quick, I'm surprised that Wayne hasn't found it yet because a quick Google should be able to pull it up really easily. But um, if I don't know. like if you've been, I mean, like it's been, gosh, I've been seeing stories of this for like over a decade of this guy. All of the random stuff that comes up. He's been sued. He's been almost killed. He's been like all this stuff. Like. It's just like he's he was constantly in the news over the past at least like decade that I've been noticing it. And um, so I think it would be a really interesting story to follow along on that podcast and see how like everything unfolded. And yeah, yeah. And just to be like here in Edmonton and a lot of our hometown. The going ons of slumlords, what not to do, how not to get shot in your driveway. You know, it's Too all far? about the it's just, it's all about the people you hang out with. We say that all the time, right? <laughs> Who's in your inner circle? Who's your people? You just have bad friends. Don says, I remember when he came to one of the first meetups I was at and had properties to sell. We didn't talk to him, but Lauren recognized him right away. Interesting. Jeremy says he does prefer not getting shot. Good. Take notes, Jeremy. And yeah, uh, Cody found it and says it is Slumtown. Do you mind if I pull up this I, email that's been bothering me this whole episode? Sure. I don't know how I digressed onto Slumtown. Sorry about that. Me either. 
Um, oh yeah, the collecting rent with baseball bats. That's how. Oh boy. What? <laughs> do, 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 do. Ugh. Okay. Um so our Corinthia property is uh is is set to close this morning today. Yes. Um that's the one out in Leduc. You guys heard all about it during the renovations. Um, you heard all, you saw the pictures, you loved it, didn't you? We did. Um, that one came with, with a story. And if you, if you scroll back far enough in our podcast, you'll, you'll, you'll hear the story about that one. That was the, uh, the famous 15 hour close property. And the famous cat property. And the famous cat property. Catspur. Catspur, the friendly ghost cat. Um, what else happened to that property? My God. It was, it was, uh, well, see, the thing is, is that, that, um, that property went, uh, over the timeline quite a bit and we got possession of that property in March mm-hmm. and maybe throughout this whole thing and all the other properties that we acquired since then, maybe I kind of forgot about how that pro- how we acquired that property. It's been a while. <laughs> And then we were getting stressed out because a few weeks had gone by and we had offers that we declined and then no offers were coming in. Then the offers were coming in and they were less than what they were before. And I'm like, fuck. And so eventually we got the offer that we want. We got full ask, which was great. And they said that they can close in three weeks. Great. With two weeks conditions. So they got the two weeks conditions done. Seven days left. They're going to take possession. Um, Everything's great. Everything's great. <laughs> Sent it off to the lawyer. Completely forgot about all the other nonsense that happened in those 15 hours when we closed. Because the seller was the reason why it needed to happen within 15 hours. Because the seller was going to get foreclosed on. We were trying to beat a deadline with their creditor who was... some equity bank and TD Canada trust. Um, so what we needed to do in order to get that deal done, we could not go to a private lender. We could not go to a mortgage company. We needed to have cash in their lawyer's hands by the next morning so that they can go and wave that cash at the creditor and say, hey, we got the money, we got the money, we got the money. Don't foreclose on this property. Because the deadline was like 3 o'clock the next day. I went and saw that property at 4 p.m. the day before. Yeah. I actually heard about it at like 24 hours before that. But it took us that long to get in the property. Because it was an older fella. We couldn't get a hold of him. Wasn't answering the phone. We finally got a hold of him. And he said, yep. I will unlock the door for you. You just go on in there and take a look. I went in there at four o'clock, did the fastest inspection I've ever done in my life. Called them back and said, yep, I want it. Um, We signed up the the purchase offer and sent it off to the seller. Seller didn't sign until 11 p.m. at night. Okay. We rapidly sent it off to the lawyer who we had talked to earlier in the day and said, hey, man, can you get this done by tomorrow morning? He's like, well, let's give it a shot. So in order for this to happen, we sent the purchase contract off to the lawyer. Lawyer went into the office early at six something. I remember because we were on the podcast and an email, bing, got your paralegal. The paralegal had gotten the the email uh, with the purchase offer and was starting to work on it. Banks open at 9 a.m. I went down, pulled out a large $255,000 bank draft out of my bank account because I had to pay cash. I walked it over to the other, I drove over the other side of the city, went to the, the our lawyer, lawyer's bank, deposited the bank draft directly into the our, our lawyer's trust account. Our lawyer 
took those funds at 9, 30, 10 o'clock and sent them over to the other lawyer of the seller. Mm -hmm. And by 12 o'clock, we had a thumbs up saying they've received funds. That's how quickly we did it. And then confirmation was sometime between 12 and 3 o'clock that it was all good and done. Yeah. Because once they had it in their account and their other lawyer received it, the other lawyer needed to have the funds. There was no guarantee we were actually going to get the property. Mm -hmm. I was going to say like that they had like the other lawyer had to have that money before we technically even had bought the property. So it like that had to happen in order for this to go through. That's not the normal series of events though. That noise. I don't know. Sorry, we just, (laughs) all of a sudden some weird noise is happening in our house. Trying to figure out what's going on. Did the dog turn the tub on? I don't know. Do you want me to investigate? Yeah, you go investigate on that and I'll finish the story. (laughs) Yeah, it was was really odd that um, that... It's the timer outside. Oh, sprinkler outside. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. fine. Yeah, this is fine. I just want to make sure that the dog didn't turn the tub on by himself. (laughs) I can hear water running upstairs. I set up a a sprinkler and a timer. Okay. Anyways, (laughs) uh, yeah, as Gabby was saying, the money needed to be in the other lawyers, the seller's lawyer's hands so that they can go and plead to the creditor, please do not foreclose. We have the money. And then there was no guarantees that they would actually accept it. Yeah. It was a big chance. And if it didn't work out, then we would get the money back into our account. No yeah. harm, no foul. We'd have to pay a lawyer fee. But, you know, it was worth the gamble for that deal, right? Mm-hmm. This is a really good deal. Um, anyways, we ended up, uh, it ended up going through. What I'm seeing in this email right now is, though, that there was a clerical error. Although... They had the discharge of the TD Canada Trust writ through clerical error. They hadn't yet sent it to the land titles office. Meaning that they never removed their writ, meaning we do not have a clear title in order to pass on to our buyer. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting for, T- I guess what we're waiting for is advice from TD Canada Trust to remove their writ. Um, discharge it properly from the title so we have a clear title that we can send over to yeah, uh, our buyer. So it's going to be delayed. I don't think it's going to be a huge issue. No, and like it, I mean, they do say here that they're on it first thing this morning and that they are still optimistic for closing today. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because it's just like it's literally – like they should be able to show that everything was in motion and that it was just a clerical um, error and yeah. that here it is being submitted. So this is disappearing. Yeah. So long as they can just show that and give the buyer's lawyer confidence that that's going away. Yeah. That oops. Sorry, guys. Uh, here it's submitted. It's going away. First thing this morning, we're putting it in. It will disappear. Then it shouldn't be an issue with the with the buyer's lawyer. Yeah, I hope so. Well, I know that like that wouldn't be a problem to us if we could see that, you know, that it was just that the the, the piece of paper didn't get submitted. Right. It's not that like this whole process needs to happen or that something could get caught up. It's just literally that it needs to be filed. Right. True. So I don't I don't foresee it being an issue. I'm not worried about it. Did you happen to see that title? Um. (laughs) Did you happen to see a copy of the title on that property? I didn't. But there was like liens on the property for like a money, like uh, somebody owing somebody money that had nothing to do with the property. And like, um, wasn't the there? Ritz yeah, the Ritz. The two mortgages. And I was going to say a couple mortgages. But, but now it's also got our mortgage. Our, yeah. It's like, it's <laughs> like, it is one messy, messy title because, because of the land titles office in, in Alberta being so backed up and delayed that like, it still has stuff from like February of, of this year. Yeah. And that hasn't cleared yet. It's it's like they're so behind. Yeah. I thought for sure the stuff would have been cleared off up. by now. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what is that, eight months? Seven months? 
worth of backed up stuff on that title. It is messy. Yeah. Ooh, can I talk about something fun for the last five minutes here? I like fun. It's not fun. Oh, okay. I don't like fun. Did not you fun. know? Did you know, listeners, Gabby, that you obviously know that Land Titles Office is 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 delayed because of the pandemic, because of work shortage, right? Mm-hmm. Worker shortage. So basically, if you were to buy a property today um, to flip, okay, the previous owner, the seller, would have a mortgage on that property, right? And what's going to happen with that title, because, because they're delayed by six months or whatever, your name is going to go on title, but it's going to go in a pending registration, the registration for your name and your new mortgage is going to be under pending when someone pulls title because they have not completed the transfer yet. Above it will be the seller's mortgage. And six months from now, it'll probably still be on there. It'll say the seller's name, seller's mortgage, and then pending your registration of your name and mortgage. Because of this, what most people don't know is that you can't go and apply for property taxes until the title is in your name. Okay. We've been dealing with this for the last over a year mm-hmm. more. Yeah. We bought so many properties over the last two years as for investment properties, also for fix and flip properties. We still, for a while, we weren't able to, uh, set up property taxes because when you call the city of Edmonton or call the city of Calgary, they say, okay, um, says here that the owner is this person. And then you say, well, no, it's me. I've owned it for four months. No, 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 no. We have to wait until the name switches over to your name. Okay, fine. Did you know that the city of Edmonton and the city of Calgary are charging late fees for not paying your property taxes? It's fucked up. Actually, when I went in to see Barry last week mm-hmm. about the Corinthia mm-hmm. um, project to sell it, he told me, and also we've got a late penalty here for property taxes. You didn't pay your property taxes. I looked at Barry. I kind of told him, I'm like, Barry, I would have loved to, <laughs> but they wouldn't let me. He goes, oh, okay, right, all right, because of the delay in, in the land title. And I said, but it's not that much, right? He goes, uh, it's about $220. Jeez. $220 worth of late penalties. I wonder for... if we can call and like, you know what I mean? Like, has anybody in this situation tried to call and have that waived? Because they're just charging it thinking so-and-so, Mr. So-and-so still owns it. Why hasn't he paid his property taxes, right? Yeah. Well, we can't. I've owned it since March. Yeah. About seven months. Can you believe? Now, I don't know. No, that's penalties. Yeah. $220 in penalties. So it's approximately $30 a month in penalties that we're paying Yeah. for not paying our property taxes. And I had to cover that. I've had to cover that on pretty much all of our flip properties, actually, because of the delays. Okay. So Ryan says some lawyers are paying property taxes for the year in the transaction now. And Andrew said, I'm doing this right now. You can get the penalty waived. Okay. So you just need to contact, yeah, because they don't know they're doing it. They just think so and so still owns it, right? Like as far as they can see, the title is in such and such's okay. name, and they and haven't behind, paid their taxes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I have a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I have a conspiracy theory. I think that um, the government, the government is is doing this on purpose because of the deficits and they're trying to control inflation. Okay. <laughs> they orchestrated this whole land titles thing specifically to get more money from us. <laughs> flippers. You heard it here first. In particular. They oh said, yeah. They're trying to we screw are the flippers. So t- see, they, they tried to get us last year with the flipping tax. Oh, that flipping tax. So what they did <laughs> is they fired everybody at the land title offices, okay? Specifically to delay 
title transfers so that they could charge more property taxes. It's the man sticking it to us. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. And if you didn't sense any like sarcasm or oh, yeah, anything, sarcasm, yeah. Wayne's bullshitting. That, flip, that flipping tax, though. I mean, that really screwed us flippers over. Oh, can't believe we need to pay tax. God, how dare they force me to pay taxes on my earnings? <laughs> if only we had a time machine and we can go back to the Second World War. That's what I changed right there. <laughs> Was it Second World War or the First World War that they added in income tax? I should read second. up on my second. I should read up on my history. <laughs> Anyways, if you like conspiracy theories like this, come back tomorrow. Join us tomorrow <laughs> on Wednesday's show of the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Have a great day, you guys. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. <laughs>